Welcome to Navigating Education, the podcast. Today in episode four, we're going to talk about the age of formative assessment. Thank you for tuning in today. You can always subscribe to this podcast as well as check out more episodes on the Anchor website as well as MatthewRhodes.com. So today we are focusing on formative assessment and with the advent of educational technology and its explosion over the past uh, 12 months, I can now say that we live in a age where you can conduct formative assessment, which is an informal assessment where you are gauging student performance, knowledge related to a topic that you are studying. And what formative assessment allows us to do is take a really quick snapshot of students in real time and we can see that progress for not only just one student, but for every student in our class. And as a result, we can provide feedback to the entire class or students individually that is clear, direct, and task-based, which can be done immediately after the assessment or during the time in which the assessment is taking place. And ultimately, a lot of the literature says that that can help students learn and it can amplify their learning by providing that feedback to help make those corrections in real time and to support their ideas and there's many instructional uses for that that I'm going to talk about so really the purpose of this entire episode is for me to talk about what's the purposes of formative assessment just like I talked about a moment ago and then really focusing on integrating it into our instruction and within a sequence of a lesson. And that's essentially what um, I'm gonna be talking about today. So really the purpose as I talked about was to provide feedback to students and to see where they are. And ultimately when we get to see where our students are, it allows us to monitor and adjust our instruction. And We can check for student understanding quickly and then determine um, what course of action we we need to take as a teacher. So at the beginning, middle and end of lesson that provides us opportunities for this to take place. So for example, at the beginning of a lesson, we can provide a warm up activity, writing, solving a math problem, etc. And that allows us to see where students are at It also allows students to um, practice and retrieve their memory from their long-term memory and see if they're able to complete that task. And ultimately that can help us determine if one student or a group of students or an entire class needs that specific feedback so that they can um, get to where they need to be for the topic that we're discussing. So when we're thinking about the beginning, middle, end of a lesson in terms of sequencing these formative assessments, there's there's multiple types of formative assessment that we can incorporate. So one is, for example, is performance-based. Um, essentially, that's just students showing us that they can solve a problem and showing the steps 
that they took to find the answer. There's also retrieval practice where they essentially are solving like a multiple choice problem where they are going back into their memory and solving a problem and determining um, whether they got it or not. Last is, is that formative assessment can be in the form of creating a student artifact. So um, a work sample and it could that demonstrate um, their knowledge relating to the topic that you're talking about. It could be creating an, a picture or graphic organizer or GIF or utilizing a meme that represents the topic that we're working on. So those are the three types um, of performance set of, of formative assessment. And let's talk about how we can integrate them into our lessons. And the first I'm going to talk about are uh, performance-based uh, formative assessments. And those can be done on, I like to use interactive slides. So such as like Pear Deck, Nearpod, Mentimeter, Bonesy also works. Um, so those can be done for math warmups, writing warmups, mind maps. Um, and essentially a problem is presented on the slide. Students can interact on the slide by drawing, writing, etc., And they solve the problem on that slide. And on the teacher dashboard side of things, I can see every student, what they're creating, and I can provide whole class feedback as they're going, as well as write students feedback as well directly that I can send to individual students as well as the entire class. So there's opportunities for overt feedback that's verbal and covert feedback. And to me, this is a very effective way of providing opportunities for students to show me what they know, but also for me to provide that feedback so we can uh, bridge any discrepancies we have with um, what they have where they're at regarding the topic. And overall, this sets the tone for the lesson and allows me to monitor and adjust my instruction to see um, where we need to go next. And I also include performance-based uh, formative assessment um, multiple times when I'm checking for understanding throughout a lesson so I can throw in an interactive slide anywhere in my lesson and have them complete it. And I also like having it at the end to see if there's any other discrepancies that we need to fix before we move on. Now I'm going to talk about how we can use basically retrieval uh, form of assessment in the form of personalized and adaptive um, multiple choice. And essentially what that is, is taking a tool, for example, like iReady, MobyMax, Prodigy, that gives students individual problems that focus on the idea of like retrieval practice. Some you could argue are more performance based, but it gives students opportunities to have a assessment based on where they're currently at in terms of, say, for example, math. One student um, needs to focus on um, algebraic problem solving. One another student needs to solve um, being able to graph 
linear, uh, linear lines through linear equations. Another student may uh, need to focus on uh, geometry concepts and shapes and finding area, perimeter, etc. So providing opportunities for adaptive lessons or adaptive formative assessment in your class um, it can be within like 10 to 15 minutes. These are short lessons and it can reinforce student learning, but also it can provide uh, you, the teacher, with a formative assessment readout and seeing if the student is improving in the area that they need um, that additional reinforcement in. So you could provide like an intervention as a result, or you could teach the concept to the entire class. Again, if a lot of students are struggling in that area. So they're very powerful tools that you can incorporate. And I like to generally do them during independent practice or asynchronous time, depending on um, what your school instructional model looks like. I'm also gonna talk about, um, in the same topic, gamification and um, just retrieval practice using um, Kahoot, quizzes, Socrative, those are all gamified ways of providing students with opportunities for multiple choice. This just helps students in a fun and engaging way retrieve um, knowledge from their long-term memory into their uh, short-term memory. And I like how now you can incorporate images, sounds, etc., within these platforms so they can help students develop conceptual frameworks and overall we're talking about this gamification can create a competitive edge for students and like I said that can establish higher levels of engagement so the last uh, assessment I'm going to talk about type of form of assessment is the idea of students creating artifacts um, so opportunities for students to take like an image to represent a concept they're working on or for them even to develop a short little podcast on Flipgrid that summarizes what they have learned, or it could be essentially um, them taking, for example, like a GIF that they found and attaching it to a Padlet bulletin board that relates to a topic, or for example, incorporating some other ideas. Uh, maybe they've already developed something uh, like an image or a graphic organizer, etc., that relates to a prompt. And they're able to insert that into um, maybe their Seesaw um, or their Google Classroom. It just is an assignment and that provides an opportunity for a teacher to see if the student is able to take a concept that we are working on and for them to create something with it. And that creation element is important because that's the application piece. And if students are able to apply concepts, um, then we can ultimately know that they are making really good progress. And the idea of students uh, making student artifacts as a form of a formative assessment is possible now as a result of just tools that we have within Google Workspace or Microsoft. Um, can easily build these tools and they can take um, images off the internet and quickly build things that relate to the concepts that we're working on. So that's another form of formative assessment. And overall, when we're thinking about formative assessment, um, 
we went through three really distinctive types of formative assessment performance based more of this like retrieval um based formative assessment that's multiple choice based talked about how it can be gamified and then we talked about the notion of how formative assessment can be in the form of students creating artifacts um, of their work and applying it to a concept all these things can be done relatively quickly as i talked about and feedback can be given uh efficiently and to the entire class or individual students now and as a result can revolutionize the way we teach it's just a matter of taking um, the types of formative assessment incorporating them into your lesson design and that can look like a formative assessment at the beginning of class and at the end of class or three times throughout a class or one time throughout the lesson so there's so many different opportunities and they can take between five and 15 minutes and they also like I said earlier with the feedback even though it is geared toward being as an assessment to see where your students are at. It's an opportunity to provide that corrective feedback and uh, fill in those gaps of learning. So ultimately, I, I, I do believe we are in the age of formative assessment and can be something that can really um, change the course of how we instruct our students and how they learn. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of navigating education the podcast please subscribe to this podcast follow me on social media at matt rhodes 1990 and check out my website at also check out my new book that is coming out in june of 2020 navigating toggle term a guide for k-12 classroom and school leaders thank you so much and enjoy your day.